The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about how you can maximize your influencer marketing strategies. Joining us for Influencer Marketing Week is Vivian Garneas, who is the co-CEO of Upfluence, which is the only influencer marketing software with a dedicated offering for e-commerce brands. And they help brands drive online sales through organic influencer partnerships. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Upfluence is also a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. Yesterday, Vivian and I talked about whether you should build an influencer marketing campaign. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about matching influencers and your audience. All right, here's the second installment of Influencer Marketing Week with Vivian Garnes from Upfluence. Vivian, welcome back to Influencer Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me on the show. Happy to be here. Excited to have you back on the show and to continue our conversation where yesterday we talked about sort of the trade-offs, the positives and minuses of influencer marketing. It's a up-and-coming marketing channel that allows you to disintermediate yourself from the performance marketing, the Google AdWords, the Facebook words. You don't have to go through the toll booth all the time, but it's also an art and a science in terms of its execution and its evaluation. So the devil's always in the details when you're cultivating a new marketing channel. And often with influencer marketing, the first challenge is figuring out who you want to work with. Talk to me about influencer profiling. How do you match the right influencers with the people you're trying to reach? The way I see it, there are two routes, right? This is an outbound route, which is a little bit of a traditional way people have been doing influencer marketing, and an inbound route. The outbound route is where I, the brand, will reach out to you, the creator. You may or may not know my brand. Maybe you'll know it if I'm Coca-Cola, but in all likelihood, if I'm an SME or a mid-market company, you may or may not know who I am. And I'm going to try to sell to you a collaboration of some kind, right? I'm going to pitch you a value proposition. I'm going to try to convince you to work with me. And that has definitely advantages. There's a lot of scale because you can address an enormous pool of influencers that may be relevant to you. However, because these influencers tend to be solicited a lot, they may not respond. If they respond, they might charge you more than they would have for a brand they know. So that might be a less efficient process, right? Very scalable, but a little bit less efficient. The inbound route now, which is something we do at Upfront and we're very interested in and very excited about, is that we will connect to the system of records where 
your client's information resides, can be your CMS, can be your CRM, can be your email marketing software, whatever it is. And we are going to do what we call influencer reveal, meaning we are going to cross-reference your database of clients and our database of influencers. And what will emerge out of this is your influential customers, right? So your customers who happen to have a large social media following that you were completely oblivious to, and that when you will reach out to these guys, they will not only will they know you because they've known your brand sufficiently to spend their own money to buy one of your products, but also they are going to be seven times more likely to work with you. That's what our data says. And they are going to charge you half as much on average when you work with them on a paid program. So on top of which, you have access to all the purchase information that they have. So you will know that Influencer X has ordered five different products for a total of $1,000 GMV. So you can factor that into your decision whether or not you'd like to work with them and how much you can afford to give away and still being break-even from the get-go. And then this content is also going to be a lot more authentic because these guys will be credible to talk about your brand because they've been a customer for some time for a number of years. Your products have already been in the background of their Instagram stories for many months, for many years. So it's a great opportunity for you as well to get some super genuine, super authentic content, especially where in an industry where it's been criticized quite a bit, right? The lack of authenticity in some influencer content. So at the end of the day, just doing that inbound route allows you to play on both sides of the ROI equation, right? It also allows you to maximize the output, to maximize the returns, and to minimize the investment. One of the things that we started doing here to try to figure out who the speakers on our podcast should be was create a social syndication score. So when somebody fills out a guest application as a speaker for the MarTech podcast, the Voices of Search podcast, our Revenue Generator podcast, we look at a combination of how big their LinkedIn following, how big their Twitter following is, what their domain rank is, what they say their email list is, to try to gauge who has the largest potential reach. One of the things that I've realized in going through that process is the largest potential reach doesn't always mean that they're the best potential advocate for our content, right? We might have somebody who is a huge fan of the podcast with 5,000 LinkedIn followers or somebody who we reach out to that's got 15,000 followers, but they're just creating content for everyone, not specifically interested in our show. The former is going to be a better guess because they're going to do more social promotion. Just do it with a little bit more heart. I'm imagining that happens in influencer marketing too. So can you really solely rely on reach and basically the numbers? Or is there a type of product experience that you're looking for as a filter to understand who are not only going to be the influencers with the most potential reach, but also with the biggest amount of influence and a heart and soul behind your campaign? Well, something we've measured is that an influencer's level of performance will vary. And we have at Affluence what we call the efficiency score, where we measure the performance of the post that mentions a certain brand versus the baseline of organic posts, for example. And we see that some influencers consistently overperform their baseline. So they are actually more convincing between more engagements when they mention a brand than when they don't. And some of them, it's quite the opposite, right? So just there, offering the same amount of money to both influencers, you are going to have huge discrepancy in the returns that you get. So you're absolutely right in saying that numbers don't do everything. So now the question becomes, how can you know? And the answer in my mind is twofold. Number one, there's an editorial side of this. By using some specific keywords, some specific hashtags, you can get a real good sense of what kind of topics does this influencer talk about? You know, what does he say? What does he use? What kind of brands does he refer to? So how do I align against these brands? Is that a good fit for my brand? Is that not? That's part of the equation. The other part is still numbers because 
by measuring how saturated is that influencers, meaning out of the 100 posts, how many are actually mentioning brands, how efficient are the brand collaborations and so on and so forth, you're going to be able to weed out some of the problem, potentially problematic influencers and only reach out to influencers who can guarantee, who can deliver the highest output. What I'm hearing from you is that there's multiple stages of vetting your influencer campaign. Stage one, you're looking at some data and you're trying to find the influencers that you already have access to within your existing lists. Hey, we can see that in rank order, these are the people that have the largest social followings. Let's take a list of the top 50 or how actually you can help me understand this. How many influencers should you start with when you're building your list at first? But is there a number that you look at in terms of total volume? I like to reverse engineer this and thinking, how many influencers do you actually want to work with? And usually multiply that number by five to 10, because you're going to have some bottlenecks. Some influencers will not open your emails. Some influencers will not respond. Some influencers will be interested, but it's not quite the right time and so on and so forth. So the first step was you're going through and you're looking at the total maximum reach. And then the second step is you're looking for relevance to your audience based on what the influencers are posting in their social profiles. What comes next? So from a process perspective, once you've done your influencer discovery stage, you go to activation, right? So you go to reach out to the influencers in a way that's scalable, but also as personalized, as customized as possible. And then it's a management flow, right? So how do I get the influencers through the entire creative process once I've got their approval that they're in for the campaign? Last is the monitoring stage, right? So how did my campaign perform? from a social media perspective, but also from a sales perspective, if that's what you're after. So immediately after it's the activation. So here, again, it's a little bit of an art and a science. Most of the influencer outreach is being done via email, not necessarily via DM, which is not necessarily as scalable as emails can be, but via email. The beauty of email is that, as I mentioned, very scalable, but also you can personalize it a lot, especially using tools like Upfluence, where you can have a lot of extra data points, where you will be able to insert some merge fields that are very relevant. And instead of saying, hey, Coma, I'm Vivian from that company. I'd like to work with you. Please respond, which is very dry and not personalized and will get very few responses. I can write something along the lines of, hey, first name, love what you do on handle of your most followed social media channel. Congrats on URL of the last post or last milestone, which can be reaching 100,000 followers or whatever it is. Hey, I'm Vivian from Bad Brands. We do this. I would love to work with you. I think it would be a great fit. Here's the link to our brief. Let me know what you think, right? You can actually go on a different direction, which would be a lot more efficient and a much better way to unroll and to gauge the interest of influencers into your program, into what you have to offer. So what I'm hearing is there's three steps you need to follow to match influencers with your audience. First, you figure out who has reach, who's actually going to have some influence and allow you to think about how big the pie is. The second, you're going to filter the people that have the largest reach by are they relevant to your audience, looking at what content they're posting. And third, you have to gauge their interest. And that's the outreach phase where you're reaching out in an appropriate fashion on the right channel, probably email, trying to contact them and see if they're interested in a working relationship. And by going through those three steps, you're not only finding people that have a large potential reach, they're relevant to your audience, they're also interested in your brand. And that wraps up this episode of Influencer Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Vivian Garnes, the co-CEO of Upfluence, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Vivian and Upfluence's tips to building an effective influencer marketing campaign, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about the tips for getting the best work from your influencers.
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Vivian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Vivian underscore Garnes. That's V-I-V-I-E-N underscore G-A-R-N-E-S. Or you could visit his company's website, which is upfluence.com. That's U-P-F-L-U-E-N-C-E dot com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.